All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. All right, this is Trigeek Kahuna. I'm here with RoboStu for a special edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon. This is a bonus podcast because people can't seem to get enough of uh, RoboStu. He stopped by my house uh, today because he's going to pick up a bike because he's in a bike accident. So let's let's start at the um, let's start with the news. Uh, tell us a little bit about your bike accident you had and what's the prognosis on both uh, your body and on your bike. Well, I was just out for a uh, an early morning ride on Friday. Uh, beautiful 16-mile ride. It's just a quick thing up in the hills, and I was almost done. I was about three or four blocks from home, uh, riding uh, riding through a, four, uh, a four-way stop. Um, there's no cars around. I'm three quarters of the way through the intersection. Some lady is late for uh, to get her kid to school doesn't see me, she slows down and then she just blows the stop sign and smacks into me, sending me flying off my bike to the pavement. Um, my back hurt almost immediately and it ha- my lower back is still sore to this day and that was about almost a week ago. And my bike is a little bit mangled. I uh, just got an estimate from the shop it's going to need two new wheels, new shifters, new seat. I tried to upgrade to some really good stuff, but the, you know the guy at the bike shop says, "Well, you know the insurance company's going to check it out pretty carefully." So pretty much, I'm just going to get the bike back to where it was when I started. And what's the cost estimate? It's like twelve hundred dollars damage to the bike. I've already had to get. I've been to the been to the chiropractor like four or five times. And let me tell you that that kind of getting those bones snapped and the adjustments like that. I'm not sure I like that, and I'm going to have to study up on that before I let the guy continue to do that to me. I'm actually not real big on, on chiropractors, but uh, that's for another show. Uh, tell us, we, we first uh, recorded this interview, or uh, uh, predecessor of this interview, on the train ride back from San Diego after our century ride from the OC down to San Diego, but your, your freaking uh, cell phone screwed all up. But uh, I asked you um, how, how you felt uh, at that time. Do you remember your answer? How I felt after the ride? Yeah. I felt great. It was a fantastic day. We were in the saddle for a long time, and we did a lot of stopping and going, trying to meet people along the way. Uh, and it was a long, hard ride, but it was uh, it was just fantastic. Some of that scenery is just beautiful, and, and to get those miles behind us, it's just such good. Uh, you know, it's money in the bank for wildflower and for Florida. Um, and you know, my body just didn't it didn't really feel that bad. There was a lot of hills the last quarter of that. Uh, of that ride, it was almost comical. I mean, we'd turn a corner and there would be another uphill. It's like, what is San Diego? Just one hill after another. Uh, but I, it got to the point where I kind of tried to play games with my mind, and I would just, I would see another hill and I would just start laughing because, you know, we might as well just have fun if we're going to do it. And you know, it was, uh, it was great. It was a great day. All right, now, now, now you, you, you're known sort of as the hard ass of the uh, triathlon uh, blogosphere. Uh, how did that? Uh, is that just you naturally? No, that's that's really not my personality. No, I am. You're really warm and cuddly, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am really. I'm sort of known among the wives of all my friends as the instigator, trying to instigate trouble and getting the guys to do things they maybe shouldn't do. Uh, so that might be part of my personality. But but when it comes to like you know triathlon training, it's just sort of you know 
uh, playful fun. I mean, we're going to have, we've got to have fun with this. And uh, I like, you know, you and I, you know, we sort of like to inspire each other. Um, and, you know, if, if I hear you're taking a day off or not feeling too good or complaining or, you, you know, you're not going to train as many times as I am, I just want to give you, you know, a little bit of inspiration to, you know, to, to get out there. And I, you know, it, it also helps me because I know that if I'm giving you a hard time, you're going to put the pressure on me too, and I need that. Let's talk about a little bit about your athletic background. You were um, a star, you know, <laughs> star high school athlete. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, uh, I lettered in I think four sports uh, all four years. Uh, I had a bunch of Division One uh, uh, offers. Uh, and you dated the head cheerleader, didn't you? Basketball and track, yeah. You know, and actually, actually, man, I was, I've never been much of an athlete. Um, I played baseball growing up, and as soon as I started throwing curveballs, I was done. And that was about, eight, I don't know, age 14. <laughs> and didn't really play any competitive sports after that. Never ran, never owned a bike, couldn't swim, can't surf. Um, started doing 10Ks about, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, and that was kind of uh, that was kind of a fun challenge to do those. And I'd, I'd heard about these triathlons, and then a, a gal at work uh, did one. And I thought, wow, if she could train and do one, I could probably go out and do one. And then I just uh, I basically taught myself how to do it. I taught myself how to swim. I went to the pool and, and just started swimming laps and you know, go one. You know, I could make it the first time like to the end of the pool and I'd be out of breath. And uh, just gradually increased my distance until I could make it through, you know, make it through the distance for a sprint triathlon. Went out and uh, bought a road bike on eBay and just fell, absolutely fell in love with the sport. The training is so much fun. The variety is a lot of fun. Um, I used to go to the gym and lift weights and occasionally go running, but the the idea that you're gonna you know one day you're gonna be swimming, the next day you're gonna be on your bike, the next day you're gonna go for a run, um, it, it's just so much variety and so much fun. And then just going to the my first race and seeing all the camaraderie and the, the music playing and everybody seemed to have a good time. And, uh, went out and crossed the finish line and I've just absolutely been hooked ever since. And talk about that first race. Was that Long Beach Triathlon? Yeah. And and what did just keep Take us through your feelings, as uh, even through the whole race. Well, my my biggest fear was that I might not survive the swim. That I literally could die. I mean, I've seen you swim. That's a good. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a logical fear. I mean, you know, there's not many sports where you actually can die, and this this is one of them. But it was sort of reassuring to see all those lifeguards out there on their paddle boards, knowing that you know, if things turn to get bad, hopefully I could just like <laughs> splash over to one of the boards and hang on. But I was I was actually able to make it through the swim. I do remember one of the highlights was the lead the lead uh, woman from the pack that started about five or eight minutes behind us caught up and passed me, and she literally swam right over me. <laughs> and she grabbed me from the waist and just pushed her body over the top of me. And uh, you find that exciting at all? Or? You know, I kind of did. <laughs> I kind of did. I liked it. It's better than you know. It's better than one of these. Uh, you know, a big old hairy guy <laughs> like the like the guy who asked to borrow my uh, my oh. glide. Yeah, let's let's uh, take a detour there. We're, we're at um we're at the Big Kahuna race, and uh, we were late because Robles Two was late for some un, un um really uncharacteristically late for the race. So we, we're we're at the we're at the kind of the tail end of the competitors getting out of the uh, transition area to go to the swim, and this uh, big gorilla guy. He's just, he's just a gorilla. You can tell he hadn't showered like in years. And, and Why don't you take it from there? 
furry from head to toe. That's why. I'm putting my body glide on, and I'm just done. And the guy comes up, and, you know, the spirit of triathlon, he says, <laughs> Hey, bro, think I can borrow some of that body glide? <laughs> I kind of like, Sure. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? I mean, you know, the gods of triathlon would not look down on that in a good way if I'd said no, and there's just no way I could say no. I mean, everyone shares things there. Um, so I just tossed it over to him. And the worst thing is, he lathered up that <laughs> that oily, hairy, smelly body of his, and then tossed it back to me. <laughs> like I'd use it again. <laughs> I think the hazmat team took it away <laughs> after the after the family. Terrible. Okay, so back in Long Beach, so you get you get mowed over by the woman. Yeah, but then you know I, I I felt good during the swim. I mean, my my stroke was good, you know, as good as it can be for me, <laughs> and I didn't get too tired. And I actually uh, remember looking at my watch when I finally reached shore. And isn't that a beautiful feeling when your feet touch down on the sand? I mean, for me, it's just a great feeling to feel the sand under your toes <laughs> at the end. And. And then to start, you know, making the little the, the little run back to the transition area, I looked at my watch, and it was about five minutes faster than I expected it to be, and I just felt fantastic. I went out and did the bike. It was, it was just, you know, I don't know, like a 9 or 10 or 12-mile bike, and then a 5K run. Um, felt felt great the, pretty much the whole way through, and just a great sense of accomplishment. I mean, there's something about the sport setting that's what is like a seemingly unrealistic goal and then working to make it come true. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Uh, do you find, we both are doing the Ironman Florida in November. Do you find that goal to be more crazy than just saying finish your first sprint triathlon? <laughs> it, if you think about it, if you sit back and really think about it, I mean, it is real. It, it is ridiculous to think that, you know, here we are, people who work long hours. I mean, counting my commute, I put it in 60 hours a week. Probably, and then uh, got a family, have you know, a, an addiction to the poker tables. Um, I've got all kinds of hobbies, and to to, to to try to find the time to train. I don't know what it's going to take. 18, 20 hours a week at some point. It's going to be uh, it's going to be just crazy. Um, but I, I just feel like if we could, if we've already been able to go from where I started to doing half Ironman, we're going to make this uh, we're going to make this dream come true. And like you wrote the other day, I don't often think about how difficult it's going to be while I'm doing it. I think about the joy that I'm going to be feeling crossing the finish line and what a great party there's going to be at the end. It's going to be a good party, isn't oh it? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to be sore as hell, I think. And we'll probably, we probably won't be able to hold down much liquor, which might make it even more fun. <laughs> yeah, who cares? That'd be good. We'll be cheap drunks. Cheap dates. My wife thinks that Robo and I go on all these trips together. She goes, I think you're in love with him. You guys have these romantic vacations. But your family's going to be there, right? I don't know. I, th- I think there's a pretty good chance my wife and my youngest son are going to come out there for it. I'm not positive. It is kind of expensive getting everybody you know, getting everybody out there. Yeah, I got a weird thing. I, I think it's, uh, for me, it's, uh, well, expense is a, it's a big expense. And also, I feel like... I'm just going to be so focused and nervous and crazy about the race. I'm not sure that, you know. Well, I guess another big factor for me is going to be whether Iron Will's coming or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Iron Will's not going to be there, Romo, so uh, you're okay. But we're going to go to Chicago. Maybe a family trip. We're going <laughs> to go to Chicago in uh, 2007. 
Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let's definitely try to do that. And we'll get all the um, all the Trigeek Dream readers to get out there. Um, so tell me uh, a little bit about you. You were uh, a weightlifter, and you started off being almost 200 pounds, or were you 200 pounds when you started triathlon? Uh, yeah, I think I was when I when I started triathlon. I weighed about you know you know typically um, about 198 to 205 pounds in that range. You know, not not in like terrible shape, but not in the kind of shape I am now. I'll tell you that. You were a rock though, right? It was like chiseled out of marble. Oh no, man, <laughs> you know you eat, you got to eat a lot when you're lifting a lot of weights. And so that stuff would seem to settle around the belly, you know, and I would feel like, you know, I'd have a big, uh, you know, I'd have a big upper body that can have a little bit around the belly. It's not like you get in triathlon shape. And last last summer, you were down to what? Like, I've been down to like uh, about 180. Yeah. Is that what you're planning for, Ironman? Ironman, I'd like to, I'd like to see if I get into 170s, like 178. Really? Yeah, just, you know, I, I see all these people that like to... Uh, you know, buy the expensive bike components where they're going to save a half an ounce here, an ounce there. I think, why not just go out and lose five, ten pounds? And then you're just going to have that, it's going to be that much easier, and especially in a long race like, like the, uh, the Ironman. Now, you, um, you like to have, have the occasional adult beverage. At what point will that stop uh, prior to Ironman Florida? Well, we need to talk about that for Wildflower. That's about to stop, like, right now. We have, <laughs> it's typically 30 days before the race. So I think April 6th is going to be the cutoff. It'll be 30 days of abstinence. And that can, t- that can help me shed five pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't have anything for, you know, for, for 30 days, I can shed five, five pounds. The hard thing is going to be my new office I work in, they've got a cafeteria, and they've got these, like, fresh baked cookies that are out there every single day. You know how it is. I stopped eating cookies, you know that? Good for you, man. Why don't you do that right now? I think I might. No, <laughs> not might. Okay, I will not eat another cookie. I will not eat another cookie, at least until wildflower. And you know what? I think right now I'm going to challenge you to this. I think we have like on, on the air, I think we ought to have a way off. Who is weighing the least on a Friday before Wildflower. We're about the same size. And about percentage, you know what? I can get my wife to go do a scale right now. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay, here's what we're doing. We're going to walk over to my neighbor's house. Tanya, yeah. We're going to weigh ourselves. So going out the door. I think Tanya and Playboy Joel had a little thing going on that never got too far. Oh, man. Maybe she's not home. Crap. Um... So, maybe she is home. So, Robo, are we going to do percentage of body weight? If you, because you might be. Uh, no, we're just going to do. We're just going to do pounds. What is your? What do you weigh on race day? Bottom line. Bottom line. You're a bottom line guy. Here, I'm knocking on the door. Okay, we're at Tanya's house. We're going to have to do a get undressed. Oh, I know it's pretty cool. Well, okay. How about Stuart? Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to watch? Here we go. So we're gonna <laughs> Stuart stripping. I'm gonna. Okay, don't come in, okay, Tanya? Until we talk, call you. <laughs> okay. We just paint the picture. <laughs> Stu's down to his. Uh, where the, what kind of underwear are those, man? <laughs> Take the socks off, man. You look like it. 
Here's Stuart. 189 in socks. I'm going to go without socks. Here, Stu, you can... Okay, Stu, wait. Stu's in some blue bun huggers. Looking hot. That looks like Mike, the white Michael Jordan. Here we go. You got to step... You, you, you got to tap on it once. Wait, wait till it zeroes out. Get off. There you go. Oh! We got we got a challenge got a here. Challenge. 188, brother. You're 189. Yeah, it's all biceps though. Okay, Robo. So basically, what we're looking at is you're a pound fatter than I am. <laughs> but I don't know if I want to get down to you know 170. I got like get anorexia and. Um, <coughs> We gotta come up with some sort of stakes for this wager too. And also the um here's the stakes. Here's the stakes for the wager. You lose this bet, Karen gets her red speedo photo posted on the website. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that's gonna wrap up the show. So we had the way off. Well, we I can't know. believe I won. Yeah, we've got to set the stakes for the wager. Okay. It's, it's Friday morning that we're leaving for Wildflower. The weigh-in's going to be at my house on my scale because you're going to come there. Oh, oh, I was talking about for Florida. You're talking about for Wildflower? I'm talking for Wildflower. I'm talking for Wildflower. I'm talking one month. The next one month. Who's the biggest loser? No. Who weighs the least on the Friday before I we leave? Yeah, you eat an additional pound. Yeah. I think that's your debauched uh, weekend in Las Vegas. That's where the pounds came from. Huh. Okay, so so what is the uh, bet? The bet is, if I win... No, you can win. If I win, you are posing in your red speedo. If you have to go and buy one, you'll do it, and you're going to either post it or personally email it to Karen. And I'm getting tired of her asking for that thing. And what are you going to do? You tell me what's comparable. Uh, well, I think if, if I have to be in a red Speedo, then you would have to be in a red Speedo on the website. The problem is, that people at our work know I have the website because you're a big freaking mouth, and so I can just see it being posted all over the newsroom. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, <coughs> probably should be just like buy beer about, after the... Uh, how about this, dude? The loser has to carry... The other guy's bags at Wildflower. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, it's sort of like you're going to be the personal the servant. Sherpa. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be carrying the bags. You're going to be setting the bike up on arrival and when we're, <laughs> when we're packing it up. I don't like that because I, I I don't want to waste my energy in case I lose. <laughs> no. Well, then don't lose. <laughs> okay, well we'll work on this this thing. But this is uh, okay. We're back at our house and um, we're going to wrap up this interview. It's been. 25 minutes. So, uh, Robo, I, I'm going to let him sign off in anything you want. What have you done today? Today? <laughs> what have you done today to prepare yourself for Wildflower or Ironman Florida? Or whatever triathlon. Or whatever triathlon you're doing. What have you done today to prepare yourself for whatever race is your goal for the year? And if you, have, if you haven't prepared today, you haven't done nothing. That's what uh, that's what Robo Stu says. Okay, that's real quick. So this is a little bonus. Here's my two boys, two of my boys, two of my four boys. Matthew, Matthew, say hi. Hi, Daddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi.
Okay. Um, okay, we'll wrap it up. This is the. How can you call? This is uh, the Tri Geek Kahuna saying uh, Aloha and Mahalo.